Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome back to the 2021 Panthers Playoff Preview on the home of the Panthers. AM 560, FM 96.5, HD2, The Joe, WQAM, and streaming on the Odyssey app. It is the Florida Panthers Playoff Preview Special. Doug Plagans, Billy Lindsay here with you. Half of the show done. Half of the show is still to come, and it's going to be an eventful next hour. We are loaded with great guests. We've got Brian Compton from NHL.com coming up later in the hour. My friend and yours, Red Deer Randy Moeller, coming up next segment, joining us right here, right now. A man who's got his finger on the pulse of the South Florida sports scene better than just about anybody. You can find him on Twitter at ByTimReynolds because his name is Tim Reynolds from the Associated Press. Tim, thanks very much for stopping by. I know you're a busy man tonight, but you joined us on the preseason special here on 560 WQAM, and of course, it felt appropriate to have you on the playoff preview special. Tim, how are you tonight? How excited are you for the Stanley Cup playoffs to be right around the corner for the Florida Panthers? I mean, I, I was telling, first of all, thank you for that, because that was an incredibly high-energy introduction. So <laughs> thank you, man. I appreciate that. Anytime. I was telling somebody last, I was telling somebody last night, like, this, I, I know the, it, it hasn't been 25 years since the Panthers went to the playoffs, obviously, but we all know their playoff history. I've been down here 20 years. This is the first time I can remember, like, a real, genuine holy crap, they can win the cup buzz. And, and I think it's legitimate. I think it's deserved. I think it's real. Um, we, we all know, like, you can look at the roster and see the plan that, in credit to him, that Dale Talon helped put together parts of and, you know, that, that Bill Zito has just taken over and done an amazing job with. And we all know what Q's capable of as a coach. I think they have the best coach in hockey. There's no – I don't think – I think very few would debate that they're setting the seeds. They're playing the seeds for something really, really good as far as this roster long-term with this team. But this could be a really big moment as far as Panther fandom goes. Like, you know, it, it looks like it's going to be a lightning Panthers playoff series. It's going to be such amazing buzz. I think in the state, I think it's going to finally give South Florida fans a chance to get a feel for what Tampa fans have gone through so many times. I think it's, I think opening up the arena to more fans like the Panthers plan to do. I think that will be great. I think the atmosphere in there is going to be crazy. I think this might end up being the season that we talk about as the one to turn it around. So to answer your question, I'm incredibly excited because the opportunity here for the Panthers, both short and long-term is, is, is enormous. Tim, just to follow up on that, you've been around South Florida in the, in the scene down here, and you got a win down here. But how important is this year for the Panthers to be good, and how important is it not only to be good this year but to put maybe a five-year run together where they're a really good hockey team in, their play, in the playoffs for five consecutive years like that to build up back the fan base and get this buzz going not only this year but for years to come? Well, I, I, I think it's big. I think it's huge. And, and But how do you start a five-year plan? It starts with one, right? I mean, you know, I, I, they went to the play-in or whatever we're calling it last year. I'm not diminishing last year. But, you know, it feels like this could be the start of something. And, and, I, and to your point, I mean, I just – I think it's incredibly critical. Like, this, look, we're a unique market. We're a hard market. You know, it's – we're not – Oh, we're not a fair market. We're just not. Like, we need a big event. We need, you know, the, the Heat 
God bless them. I started covering the Heat 18 years ago. You know, there were drapes around the upper deck because they couldn't sell tickets. You know, and then Dwayne got good, and then they got Shaquille, and then the big three happened. And they've made sure that even when the dips have come, the dips haven't lasted for long. Um, that's the opportunity the Panthers have. I mean, right now the Marlins, and I really like this Marlins team, and I think it is a playoff team, even though they're not off to a great start. You know, this ballpark is empty, and part of that is COVID. Part of that are the times we're in. But let's face it, this ballpark is usually empty. And, you know, in, in, in better times in world history, in non-pandemic times, it was it, it's a beautiful ballpark, and people don't come to it because the Marlins haven't given them enough to cheer about. And that shouldn't, have been, shouldn't be the barometer, but it is. So, Billy, I think it's huge. I think it's, I think it's everything. I think, I, I think getting there is a great start. I think the potential is there for this to for, for hockey to truly take off in this market. And we've seen hints of it before, but now it's time to deliver. And I think this team is probably best positioned to do that. Tim Reynolds from the Associated Press, our guest here this evening on the Panthers playoff preview special. And Tim, you mentioned some Heat players' names there who were dominant players that were fixtures in this market for a long time. And every time we talk to you, whether it's on the Territory Talk podcast, whether it's here on the radio, wherever, we can't talk to you, we can't talk Panthers without bringing up the name Alexander Barkov. And every time we talk about Alexander Barkov, it he's been playing at an elite level, but his level has gone to all world here at this point and he's been flat out dominant for the Panthers lately when you watch his game sometimes you you wonder how can he top his previous act and he continues to do it how can you sum up what's been running through your mind when you've seen the games that he's been able to put together lately that he makes it look easy that he makes an impossible game look so stupid easy and and you know that's one of the things like you know basketball it's different basketball. The great ones play above the rim. The great ones play faster than everybody. The great ones are more explosive than anybody. And you can see that Dwayne goes over people. LeBron goes through people. Shaquille would do both. Um, Stephen Curry shoots from farther out than anybody in the world. Like you, you see that it's just different. And in hockey, the thing about Bart, like, you know, the, the overtime winner the other night, that's an impossible shot. I mean, he's, he's shooting it at something at the size of a coffee cup, basically. That's the window he's got, and he saw it the whole way. The no-look pass, who does that? Nobody does that in hockey. Nobody does a no-look pass in hockey. Not with a game on the line. I mean, he, he, that, you have to appreciate how easy he makes it look. He makes the impossible Look routine for him. And he always, and to me, the, the, my favorite personally as a fan, my favorite part of Barky is he's so unimpressed with all of this. <laughs> like the little eye rolls. I mean, you know, I forget who it was. Was it Duke or was it Hubie the other night? Gets a goal and Bar- I think it was Duclair. And Barky just goes behind the net and just sort of gives him that look. Like, how'd you do that? Like, Barky just seems so unimpressed with himself. He's a, a reluctant superstar or at the very least a quiet one, but make no mistake. You know, I, I, I think, I think McDavid with whatever he's got 93 points in 50 games or whatever it is, people will be swayed by the points and say, he's the best player. If you have a best player, an MVP, a heart trophy conversation and, and Alexander Barkov is not in it. I'm not telling you how to vote. I'm not saying that. If you can have a conversation about the best player in hockey today and not include Alexander Barkov, you're embarrassing yourself. He's in the conversation. Whether he wins the trophy or not, who cares? He is absolutely one of the best players in the world. And he's here, and he's here for a long time, I hope. <laughs> and, look, he's – for all we talk about with, you know, the Marlins have these great young arms and what the Dolphins are building. And they've got Tua, who's a great brand. They've got so much good talent there. The Heat, obviously, of Jimmy and Bam, and Bam's here for five more years after this one. We have an elite, we have world class talent. We might have the best player, might have the best two way player in hockey. And the problem is, so few of us play the game. Like Billy will tell you, so few of us play the game at an elite level. Like we've all shot baskets, we've all played baseball, we can all play golf, we can all do stuff like that. I can't skate. 
Like, I've watched the game for 40 years. I can only skate one direction. I can't skate backwards, and I can't stop without a wall there. I stop by crashing into walls, which is not ideal for hockey players. I don't know how good he is because I have no base to compare. I just know that when somebody makes it look that, that easy, they are that much better than everybody else. Tim, I'm going to put you on the spot here. If it is Florida and Tampa Bay, we need an official nickname for this rivalry. You got the Battle of Alberta. You got the Rangers. We've the been Islanders, throwing around Sunshine shows, State Showdown. showdown. I so, think that's been used. I'm not sure. Maybe. So uh, if you had to give it an official nickname, what would it be? And what will it take for this Panthers team to beat the Lightning? Well, the second part of that's real easy. You know, if if the team with the better goaltending is going to win that series. And, you know, I know, you know, Bob didn't have a great year last year. We all have big hockey man crushes right now on Spencer Knight with good reason. <laughs> if, Bob, if Bob is Bob, the Panthers are going to win that series. That's all there is to it. And if Bob isn't Bob, Spencer Knight better be Bob. <laughs> or, or Chris, of course. I don't think Spencer Knight is done, by the way. I think there's a chance that Q pulls the trigger and says, we're going we're gonna to use them in the playoffs if they have to. I, I, think, there's a, I, think, I think the kid has shown that much. To, to me, you win the series – by, you know, you, you can't have – you have to, one, not be wowed by their resume. You can't get overhyped by saying this is Tampa. This is, you know, the cup champs. This is year in, year out, one of the best teams in hockey. John Cooper, one of the best coaches in the league. I get it. Don't psych yourself out by that. You've shown this year you're as good, if not better, than that team. Go out there and play the way that you've played all year. Obviously, special teams have to be great, but the short answer is the better goalie is going to win that series. And the Panthers have three really good options to pick from. It's on <laughs> Q to find the right one, and I imagine he will because that's what Q does. Q wins cups. Like as far that. as the nickname, yeah, as far let's as the give nickname, it, let's get one. We need a good one. I don't know. There's the yeah. whole alligator okay, alley, like Bur- Bur- sunshine yeah, Steve. It's like it's like the whole they've got Burns, we've got Prime One Twelve. Eh, I don't. I don't know. I don't. Uh, this tough one. Sunshine State's easy. The Sunshine State rivalry. We, the, uh, the, uh, the alley one. The alley one is fun, but I mean Tampa's two hours north of the alley too. That's true. I, um, Can we incorporate Lake Okeechobee? It's fun to say. <laughs> it's it's fun, but it's not fun to spell. It's more of a radio word than a writer word. Like, do you think any of us can type, type Okeechobee correctly on deadline? <laughs> There's not a chance of that happening. <laughs> you know, I, I here's. I I would love it if whatever the nickname, whatever we decide, I'm supposed to be a creative guy and I can't come up with anything. As long as it's Panthers and six, I don't care what it is. There as long go. as it's Panthers and six, I could care less what we call this thing. I can't wait till years from now when we call this the I-75 Panthers and six series. How great is it these two teams finally potentially meeting in the playoffs? Oh, it's amazing. I mean, it really is. It, it, it really, really is. I think now, I mean, there's always been a rivalry, but look, there, I, I don't think rivalries are born until you're lined up on either end and we see that handshake. I think that's, that's, that's when a rivalry happens, is when you end someone's season. That's when a rivalry truly starts. For as much fun as it's been for years, for you know, for Tampa fans to banter about Panther fans and vice versa, and as fun as it's been to have, you know, a short flight and a team across the state and this, that, and the other thing, this is when it starts. Like these are team, these are two teams that, I mean, ever John Cooper's in an amazing position right now because he can go into his, he can go into that room before game one and say the thing every coach loves to say: nobody believes in you. And he's right. Nobody's going to pick that team. The team that won the cup, <laughs> no one's going to pick that team to do it again. He's got the ultimate trump card to play right now. No one's going to believe in that team. They are very much good enough to win the cup. So are the Florida Panthers. All respect to Carolina, who have been just an amazing story all year. They're tough. They play the right way. They just come at you. There's, no, there's nothing fluky about their style of hockey. They just line up and beat you. The, the Tampa Florida winner is going to the Stanley Cup final because like whoever it. comes out of whoever comes out of this series 
is going to be so in that place, so in the mode, is going to be so, you know, forged by the fire. You know, iron sharpens iron. You win this series, Carolina is not going to worry you in the second round. If you win this, this series, is going to be fun. It's going to be emotional. It's going to be great atmospheres, Panthers and six. I that, like, is, that is some hype right there. I, I, I like it, Tim, and I can't uh, I can't disagree with you. I think there's going to be so much momentum for whoever comes out of that series, if that is the series, and uh, certainly the two teams look like they're on a bit of a collision course. He's Tim Reynolds from the Associated Press. You can find him on Twitter at ByTimReynolds. Tim, as always, we thank you very much for stopping by, and we look forward to seeing you around the arena very soon. Thanks, Tim. Great stuff. Boys, I'll, see, I'll, see, I'll see you there, and I'll see you at the parade. Take care, boys. There you go. Tim Reynolds from the Associated Press right there joining us, one of our favorite guests. Great to get his take on everything as the Panthers gear up for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Still two regular season games to play. Coming up on Saturday at 7, Monday at 7, Panthers and the Lightning, FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com for your tickets. Red Deer Andy Moeller from the Panthers Television Broadcast on Valley Sports Florida. He's going to join us coming up next segment later on in the hour. Brian Compton from NHL.com is going to stop by. So lots to cover as we roll along here, folks. This is the Florida Panthers Playoff Preview Special right here on AM560 FM. AM 96.5 HD2, the Joe WQM, and streaming on the Odyssey app. AM 560, FM 96.5 HD2, the Joe WQAM, and streaming on the Odyssey app. The Joe is your home for every Panthers game. We welcome you back here as we continue to roll along full steam ahead on the Panthers playoff preview special. Doug Plagans, Billy Lindsay here with you. The playoffs are approaching. Get first access to 2021 Stanley Cup playoff tickets by becoming a territory member. Go to floridapanthers.com slash memberships for more information. And a reminder, folks, that limited single game tickets are available starting tomorrow. That is May 6th, tomorrow. Be first in line to secure your seat. Subscribe to 93 Society. Society at floridapanthers.com slash 93 society for more information we're talking a lot about the playoffs but we still have two regular season games on tap they're going to be a very nice appetizer though for the stanley cup playoffs it might even be a preview of a matchup that'll start the stanley cup playoffs panthers and the lightning coming up saturday and monday both games at seven both games at the bbnt center tickets to both games available at floridapanthers.com and ticketmaster.com doug plagans billy Lindsay, with you big thanks again to tim reynolds for joining us last segment before the end of the hour we've got brian compton from nhl.com stopping by to talk big picture playoff race stuff across the national hockey league join us right joining us right now to talk all things panthers from the panthers television broadcast on valley sports florida my friend and yours we've got red deer randy moeller here with us randy how are you this evening and the general tone of everything so far here in the show is Everybody just can't wait for the weekend. They can't wait for the playoffs to start. They just can't wait for these uh, big games to just keep on coming. Panthers in a bit of a bye week. I guess we could start it right there, Randy. We're talking about games, but how about this stretch where there's no games? How big of a stretch can this be for the Panthers to get a little rest and relaxation before things really kick into high gear? This is the best news with the scheduling that the Panthers could hope for. To be able to allow Alexander Barkov and Huberdeau and Weger, the the players that really uh, play the the bulk of the get the ice time per game on night in and night out, this is is the best gift that they ever had. And I really think that uh, if you take a look at the injured players like Barkov when he missed a number of games, when Duclair missed a number of games, even Weger a couple of games, they came back so strong and had so much energy and helped the Panthers continue on their, their really positive season. So uh, it, is a, it is a positive. Uh, I hope the Panthers are able to uh, heal up with little nicks and, and bumps and bruises. Every player's got that. But the, the actual rest, and it's not only physical, it's mental as well to get refreshed. And you talk about the the playoffs uh, that are approaching very quickly. The playoffs are going to start for the Florida Panthers on Saturday night. Those last two games, regular season games, they're for a home ice advantage. So the Panthers, Saturday and Monday, their playoffs start on Saturday when they drop the puck at home against the Lightning. Moles, how important is that home ice advantage? And do you think Joel Quenville is worried about line matchups when he goes into that series if it is Tampa Bay? 
I, you know what, Billy? And uh, I, I know you've 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 watched and done every game that the Panthers have done against Tampa Bay. I, I'm not sure you really can match lines with Tampa. They're so deep. Uh, will the Panthers try and get Barkoff away from from maybe McDonough and and Hedman uh, on the home ice because the Panthers will have the last change? That might that might materialize, but. If you're going to beat the Lightning, everybody's got to, you know, the old saying, everybody roping and everybody riding. It doesn't matter who you're playing against. Panthers, though, they have to be very aware when Braden Point and, and these star players that are on the ice for the Tampa Bay Lightning, they have to be, there have to be an awareness that when, when they don't have the puck, that, that they're going to be defensively sound and be on the right side of the puck and, and the positioning, especially if they're in their own zone, and, and that's going to be the key. It doesn't matter who you play against. Tampa Bay, we've seen it. They can roll out four lines. All four lines can score. All four lines are dangerous. So the matchups, I, I, don't, I, I don't think it's, it's that much of an importance. Uh, maybe the Panthers might want to try and get uh, Barkoff away from McDonough and, uh, and, and Hedman. That's my, only, that's my only thought on that. And on the, I mean, on that note, Randy, though, right now, we can't talk about the Panthers without talking about Alexander Barkov. Can anybody even match up with him right now? The way he's going, have you? Just how do you even sum up the way that he's been able to dominate games lately? I, I think it's the other way around. Just to continue our thought of, uh, in our conversation about matchups, I'm sure John Cooper with the Tampa Bay Lightning, he's more concerned about who he's going to try. And and have matchups against Alexander Barkov than the other way around. So um, uh, the, the the Lightning, you know that their their number one thing defensively is if they're able to neutralize Barkov, they've got a great chance of winning uh, the game. And uh, we'll see if if they're successful or not. Uh, they have been in a few of the games. There's been a couple of games this season that uh, they've done an excellent job of of keeping Barkov uh, from being a, a totally dominant. But as the old saying goes, you can only contain him for so long. Moles down at the other end, Vasilevsky, the goaltender. We know what he's capable of for the Panthers. Joel Quenville says he has a plan in place. What do you envision that plan being? And is there a chance, even if a goaltender plays well, that we see two different goaltenders in the series against Tampa Bay? Oh, we could see three different goaltenders in the in, <laughs> in the uh, in this series. Then <laughs> the Panthers have that luxury, and we've seen what Spencer Knight can do, and he can handle the pressure. But I, I've said it before, and I will stick to it. If the Panthers have success and get on a playoff run, and Lord forbid they get into the sick, second or the third or the third round of the playoffs, it will be with Sergei Bobrovsky in goal. He is the veteran. He's had success. We've watched, you know, we experienced and witnessed um, a couple years ago where he basically won that series over the Tampa Bay Lightning in the first round. What he what he's able to do, I, I'm I'm very bullish on on Sergey Bobrovsky. But there could be a very short leash. It'll go well if he starts in game game. Won't be surprised if the, the Panthers go with Drieger, and he's been excellent. He's come to the bullpen so many times. Uh, that you can't even you can't even call him a relief pitcher anymore. He he could, he he's very confident back there. The team is very confident playing in front of him. So the Panthers have the luxury. Tampa Bay doesn't have that luxury. They've got Vasilevsky, and that's it. So if something God forbid happens to Vasilevsky, Tampa Bay is in a, a little bit of a jackpot in their goaltending. Randy Moeller here with us this evening. It's the Panthers playoff preview special. And, Randy, a guy we talked about, you came on the Panthers Insider Show uh, a week or so ago, and a guy we talked about there, but we haven't gotten too much into tonight, but you can't even put a price on just how valuable he's been to this Panthers team this season, is Mackenzie Weger. And when you look at the way his game has continued to evolve, what's impressed you the most about the uh, Panthers defenseman who's really coming into his own and, and entering the prime of his career? Well, Billy can, Billy can attest is, is that, uh, to this as well. The game has changed in the NHL. Even over the last two, two and a half, three years, the prototype NHL defenseman now is not that big, uh, lugging defenseman, tough guy out in front, shovel the puck up the boards. 
if you're going to play and be successful back on the black end and you're a defenseman in the NHL, you have to be able to skate. You've got to turn back quickly, get the puck, head up, uh, uh, eye your options, carry the puck out of your own zone, pass the puck, follow up the play, be another option. And Mackenzie Weger does that. And I, I, it's not so much, and I'm not taking anything against Mackenzie Weger because he has taken his game to a new level and he continues, and especially after Aaron Eckblatt got injured, unfortunately, uh, during this season, he has taken his game to another level and taken on more responsibilities and, and, more, and he's matured even more. But that's the way the game is. You watch NHL games on a nightly basis like we all do, and every team has three, four, some of them even have five puck handling defensemen that can skate. That's the way the game's going, and that's the way Mackenzie Weger is built. Moles, you've been down here as long as I have. In 27 years, this is the best Panther team, in my opinion, that they put on the ice. Would you agree with that statement? I, I agree, Billy. And the reason I'll say that, and no disrespect to the 96 team that, uh, that you were a part of that, uh, that, uh, that made history down here and put hockey on the map, uh, there was so much effort and, and determination in those teams. I'll go, I'll go back to... Uh, the 99-2000-2001, the Pavel Burry era, where they had Victor Kozlov, and, and uh, they really were a, a talented bunch. But the way Barkov has played, he's the best player to ever play for the Florida Panthers, bar none. Jonathan Huberto, what he's done. The depth on the Florida Panthers right now, and especially what uh, Bill Zito, the general manager, has been able to accomplish in Bring it in for Hagee and look at the season he's had. Anthony Duclair, we talk about Uyghur. But it's the support staff as well, the players, the Radko Gudises, the unsung heroes that make the, the, the Panthers the best depth team that they've ever had. And I think if we add that all up, this is the best team. Hopefully they can keep it together, stay healthy, and we could be on a, a pretty good run here for the next few years. And Randy, with uh, Joe Quenville using pretty much everyone off the taxi squad, getting everyone game action, important game action, how important is that going into the playoffs that you have a roster that is so deep and everyone on the roster this season has seen significant playing time and important playing minutes? I, I, Billy, I think they, they, they really took that into consideration. And I, and I believe that Joel Quenville and Bill Zito and the coaching staff and all the hockey operations, they felt, you know what? We're going to be playing in a bubble, and we're all going to be together. We've got to keep the morale on this team uh, at a high level. We can't have players being depressed, being upset, affecting their play on the ice. So keeping everybody involved, and that's right. Everybody has played. All All the players that have been called up, all the players that have been on the taxi squad, they've all contributed. And they, they feel that they're involved and they're, 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 they're involved in a team. It is a team game. And if you have everybody that has the, the right attitude and, and playing with the emotions and feeling that they, they can make a difference and, and being ready, you, you've seen it, Billy, in the years past where players, have, yeah, they expand the rosters in, in playoffs. And you, we used to call it, remember, the old black yeah, aces. The black and aces. they didn't have a chance getting in the lineup unless there was three injuries and two suspensions. And that, that's demoralizing for a professional athlete. So the Panthers have, have handled that very well. And it's surprising, I have been a surprise, and I'm sure you have as well, that the players that they put in have all contributed. Go back, you know, Mason Marchman. I, I when they when they you know, when they traded for him, I thought, well, you know, a borderline player, he's probably gonna be a minor league player. Boy, they put him in the lineup and he makes a difference. And there's been numerous cases, Hepo Niami. Uh, uh, all, all these players that, that have had a chance that have come in, and uh, even the players that they, they signed and, and that uh, Kierstad back on defense, boy, he's got a bright future as well. They give him an opportunity. Spencer Knight, all these players have come in and have played very, very well and contributed, and that, that's a testament to how the Panthers are building the culture down here in South Florida. You can find him on Twitter at Hey Red Deer. You can see him on the Panthers television broadcast. He is my friend and yours, Red Deer Randy Moeller. 
kind enough to join us here this evening on the Panthers Playoff Preview Special. Randy, thanks very much for your time, and we will see you when the Panthers and the Lightning meet coming up on Saturday. Hey, we'll see everybody on Saturday night, and I hope everybody's enjoying the ride. It's going to be, you know, it, it could possibly be nine straight games against the Tampa <laughs> yeah. Bay Lightning. So we're going to get Crazy. very familiar with everybody, and uh, and I think that's great. It's great for the for the for the game of hockey in the state of Florida. And you know what? I've said it since day one this season. The road to the Stanley Cup has to go through Tampa Bay at one time or another. The Panthers are going to have to uh, do that business right off the top, and why not? Take them on right right off the top. Randy Moeller, our guest here. Randy, we thank you very much for your time, and, uh, and again, we'll see you very soon. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks, Moles. Randy Moeller, our guest from Bally Sports, Florida. You see him on the Panthers TV broadcast. Big thanks to him for taking some time out for us. We're talking a lot about the playoff races. We'll get some national perspective coming up on the other side of the break. We'll talk to Brian Compton from NHL.com, friend of the program. So we'll talk to him coming up next, get his thoughts on this division race, on some of the other storylines taking place across the National Hockey League. It's an exciting time of the year. So many great things to talk about. Panthers, Lightning, Hurricanes, all going right down the stretch in the Central Division. Folks, this is... The Florida Panthers playoff preview special. Doug Plagans, Billy Lindsay here with you on AM 560, FM 96.5 HD2, the Joe WQAM, and streaming on the Odyssey app. Welcome back to the 2021 Panthers playoff preview on the home of the Panthers. AM 560, FM 96.5 HD2, the Joe WQAM, and streaming on the Odyssey app. Welcome back. It is the Florida Panthers playoff preview special, and we're going to continue talking about these playoffs that are coming up very, very soon. They are right around the corner. Doug Plagans, Billy Lindsay here with you tonight. And, of course, the Panthers with two regular season games remaining. They've got the Lightning coming up at 7 o'clock on Saturday and 7 o'clock on Monday. You can get your tickets at floridapanthers.com, ticketmaster.com. After that, the page will turn into the Stanley Cup playoffs. And, well, the Panthers and the Lightning finishing out the regular season against each other. There are some things that have to shake out, but there's a possibility that could end up being a first-round playoff matchup as well. The cross-state rivalry could be a playoff series for the first time in the history of the two teams. We're going to talk about... That, we're going to talk about a lot of the races shaping up across the National Hockey League. Joining us right now, Deputy Managing Editor at NHL.com, friend of the program, a guy that I always enjoy bumping into on the hockey circuit, Brian Compton from NHL.com here with us. Brian, I hope you're doing well. I miss seeing you out at a, at a rink here and there throughout a season, but it's great to chat with you here tonight. Great to chat with you guys, too. Yeah, I miss you, too, Dougie. It, it's been a while. I've been, I'm going back to the Coliseum tomorrow night for the first time in two months now that I'm vaccinated, so I'm very excited about that. <laughs> oh, that's going to be going to be awesome to get out to the uh, to the old Coliseum and the Islanders, of course, right in the thick of that right in the thick of that race in the East Division. But, Brian, I wanted to uh, just from a from a national perspective, you know, we've talked to a lot of local folks here uh, this evening, but from a national perspective, what have uh, what's been the take uh, everybody's take on this Florida Panthers team that has really surged into being a contender this season? You know, Dougie, I don't. I still don't think they're getting enough credit. Uh, honestly, um, I don't think enough people are talking about the job that Joel Quenville has done and um, the job that that the front office has done has done as well, bringing in uh, you know a guy like Carter Verhey who has just been outstanding and. Um, you know, I think the, the biggest part is, you know, Aaron Ekblad was having a Norris Trophy type of season before his injury. And um, the fact that the Panthers haven't missed a beat without him, um, again, it goes back to Joe Quimble and just the job that he's done uh, and the way the guys that have just rallied around each other here. Brian, with the divisions being the way that they are in the Central Division, some good teams, but how hard is it to quantify how good the teams really are if you take a look at Colorado and Vegas, Toronto in the north, and then that East Division that's got four really good teams. But they never – they just played within their division. So how do you try and separate and evaluate the teams across the league? Yeah, it's a great question, right? Like everybody's raving about Toronto, and they obviously deserve a lot of credit for the season that they've had, Bill. But 
Um, you know, how are they going to stack up against, uh, you know, Florida or Tampa or, or Carolina or whoever they're going to play, uh, you know, later on um, in, in, the, in, the, in the semifinals or even in the Stanley Cup final? I don't know. I mean, it stinks that we really can't get a gauge of that before before they meet in the playoffs. Um, it's just the way the cookies have crumbled this year. But um, there's there's so many good teams in the in the in the NHL this season and. Um, you know, I think the teams that make the playoffs really deserve a lot of credit because you see so much of the same teams and they're, they become playoff series within themselves, these three and four game sets that we've seen across the league. So these Stanley Cup playoffs are going to be outstanding and whoever wins it is going to truly deserve it for sure. Brian Compton from NHL.com, kind enough to take some time out for us here this evening. And, uh, and Brian, something else I wanted to just get your feeling on. Uh, a lot of folks, and we talked about it earlier in our, our program here tonight, but a lot of folks, if you told them that the Panthers and the Lightning have never played each other in a playoff series, they might not realize that. But that's the truth. These two teams have never met in the playoffs in a playoff series, despite the fact that their arenas are about three, three and a half hours driving distance apart, and they've been playing in the same division. <laughs> for so long how much intrigue would there be and it looks like they might be on a little bit of a collision course one way or another here how much intrigue would there be if folks got to see a, a sunshine state showdown between these two teams in a playoff series yeah you know it's a great point i mean it's crazy that that they've missed each other in the playoffs dougie and you know from a new york perspective the islanders and the rangers haven't played in the playoffs against each other since 1994 so wow. it's, it's weird how it's weird how it works out like that sometimes but um, that would be an outstanding series. I, I frankly hope it happens. I think, um, you know, it would put the Panthers, you know, going up against the defending champs or put the Panthers on more of a national scale and would give fans just, a, you know, a better idea of just how good this hockey team has been over the course of the season. I think it would be a war. I think it would be a lot of fun to watch. And, Brian, if that is the first-round matchup, is that the marquee first-round matchup in the NHL? Ooh. You have to take a you know look. What? Maybe the the East. There's a couple of good ones, but any of those possible matchups could be big. The East, but uh, if you yeah. look across uh, the teams and the success they had, that it might possibly be the marquee matchup in the first round. It's right there, Bill, and I would also have my eye on on uh, Colorado, Minnesota. If those two teams yep. uh, meet in the first yeah. round, that that would that would be a phenomenal, phenomenal first round series. But I think that I mean this is every year the first round is just it's the best hockey that you can get. It's going to be a lot of fun, no matter who they play. Brian Compton, our guest here from NHL.com, taking some time out for us tonight. Brian, just from your perspective, how has it been different for you keeping your finger on the pulse of everything going on across the National Hockey League with everything being so regionalized this year? How have you, uh, you know, from your perspective, been able to keep an eye on things going on, say, out in that uh, Pacific Division? Well, you know, I'm in my makeshift office here at my house. I'll be working until 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning every night. So I'm watching most of the West Coast games. Um, so that really hasn't changed. You know, what, what's been so different for me um, covering the owners when I've had the chance to this year, it's, it's just so different on Zooms. You can't get a gauge of how guys are really feeling, um, how the chemistry is going within the room. It's just it's really hard to, to get a gauge on that. I mean, the fact that, um, you know, I haven't been face-to-face with Barry Trotz in, my God, 14, 15 months now, whatever it's been. You know, it's sad, but I'm looking forward to the day when this is all over. Brian, as an outsider, if you look at the Florida-Tampa Bay series, if it does happen, just give us what it would take for the Panthers to win that series. It usually comes down to goaltending for me in the playoffs, and you guys are probably – know better than me who's who starts in goal for florida is it bob because it's bob and the salary and everything else or you know chris dreger has been fantastic for those guys so um maybe bobrovsky starts in game one and if he falters joel you know has a has a makes the quick switch we'll see but um for me it's going to come down to goaltending and the panthers if they do face the lightning they're going to know um that they're going up against one of the best in the league in vasilevsky who has been money for those guys for a long time now and, Brian, have you heard any word on Steven Stamkos and maybe his availability for the playoffs? It sounds like he's close, and it's, and it's certainly possible that he'll be back for the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised to see him. Um, we know what a warrior he is and everything that he uh, went through um, last year when, when Tampa Bay won the Cup. So I would imagine he'll be there. Uh, as we get closer, I'm sure we'll get a better idea of that. Brian Compton, NHL.com, here with us. Qu- a couple more quick ones before we let you get going, just touching on some of the other races across the National Hockey League. I know you're right there in the middle of that uh, East Division. 
How about this Pittsburgh Penguins resurgence here? I should say a surge to the top of the uh, the division. What's been the biggest key for them, and and uh, and what has uh, set them apart recently? It looks like that's going to be a race that's going to go right down to the wire too. Yeah, Mike Sullivan's done a phenomenal job with those guys, Doug. I mean, they they lost. They didn't have Brian Doolman at the start of the year, and then they didn't have Malkin for what the last month, and they just don't miss a beat. It's happened. It feels like it happens every year. They lose a key player, and they just keep going. Um, you know, I thought this might be the year where the Penguins kind of take a step back, just, you know, the parity in that division. But here they are in first place with only a couple of games left. Um, Sidney Crosby, for me, uh, is still among the, the best players in the National Hockey League. And Jake Gensel is one of the best power forwards. That whole first line with Brian Rust, um, those three have been really good. So the Penguins have some depth. Um, their defense has been better than I expected. And Tristan Jarry is a true bona fide number one goal in the NHL. So they're going to be a tough out. Brian Compton, NHL.com, here with us tonight. I know you're right there covering the uh, the, the New York Islanders, and you've got the uh, the Capitals, the Bruins now with Taylor Hall in the fold, <laughs> so obviously uh, an entertaining division there, and uh, and you're right in the middle of it. As far as, uh, as far as some of the other races across the league, Vegas, Colorado, if you had to pick one, Brian, who do you think prevails out of those two teams that seem to be the favorites out in the Pacific? I think Vegas probably holds on to win the division, but I picked Colorado to go to the final before this whole season got underway, so I'm not going to go away from those guys. Now they're, they're pretty healthy. Um, that is one talented hockey club from top to bottom. Philip Grubauer has had a fantastic year between the pipes. Um, and I've known Jared Bender for a long time, going back to his days in the ECHL. He's a terrific coach that nobody really talks about. So Colorado, for me, uh, is going to be standing here at the end, I think. Brian, can you remember a year where it feels like we have so many teams that you could say legitimately are a real contender to win the Stanley Cup? I can think of about, you know, eight, nine teams off the top of my head that wouldn't surprise me if that team won the Stanley Cup. You know, it just feels like it's been like that for a long time. I mean, not to take away from this year in particular, but I remember covering the 2010 Eastern Conference Final. It was Montreal-Philly, and they were the 7-8 and seeds in the East. So yeah. um, there's, just, there's just so much parity in this league, and there has been for a long time. It's, it's because of the cap, um, and there's just so much talent across the board. So these Stanley like a players would be fantastic, and I think the best part, not that last year's playoffs weren't great because they were, um, the fact that these guys are going to get to play in their own barns, hopefully in front of pretty decent-sized crowds, it's going to be really special for everybody. Brian, you covered cover the Islanders closely. They lost three to the Capitals, bounced back with a couple of wins against the Rangers, and then a couple losses against Buffalo. Is there any concern with the Islanders heading into the playoffs? Well, they say no, Bill, but I think there has to be a little bit. They've had a lot of trouble scoring goals, um, which has been their problem for a long time now. And then losing Andrews Lee uh, a couple of months back, that's just a huge blow. I mean, he's the heart and soul of the hockey team and a terrific offensive player. Um, But they haven't beaten anybody in regulation besides the Rangers in about a month now. So it's troubling. Um, They've found ways to get points more often than not. But these were... Um, pretty rotten couple of games up in Buffalo, and they, they have their work cut out for them tomorrow against New Jersey, and then we'll see what happens uh, against the Rangers on Saturday night. He's Brian Compton from NHL.com. You can find him on Twitter at NHL. Always great to talk to you. We look forward to the day when we get to talk to you in person again, Brian, but uh, we thank you very much for stopping by, for taking some time out for us, for giving us some insight on the playoff races across the National Hockey League. Thanks again. Hope you're doing well, and we will talk to you soon. My pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Stay healthy. Take care. Thanks very much. Brian Compton, NHL.com. And, again, one of those guys across the National Hockey League. Bill, you know what what I mean when I say one of those guys across the league that you you look forward to bumping into. It's You know, you you have a game on the road against the New York Islanders, and he's active in covering the New York Islanders for NHL.com, and you you think to yourself, oh, I'm going to see Brian at Morning Skate. This is going to be fun. (laughs) He's one of those guys you look forward to running into. So Very connected. uh, Yeah, very very well connected. uh, Covers it all for NHL.com. We're coming up on the end of the program here. It's been two hours that have gone by in the blink of an eye. But, uh, but Billy, I guess as we continue looking ahead to Saturday night's game, the Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning, these are regular season games. Regular season games in name only Saturday and Monday night at 7 o'clock. Both of them start, Panthers and the Lightning. Just how much of it, we talked about a little bit off the top, just, just how much of an edge could one of these teams get if they were to say come out and win both of these be a big edge home ice and 
home ice is in that first round you want it. So the Panthers got to come out and get out against Tampa Bay and really kind of set the tone, dictate the pace of play. Good chance Vasilevsky plays one game and then McElhaney, the rack-up goaltender, plays the other game. Same scenario might happen if Drieger's healthy for the Panthers, Bobrovsky and Drieger both get a games and then get set on your goaltending matchups. Trying to figure everything out to get matchups. Interesting part about the matchup scenario, if Stamkos is back healthy for the playoffs and all of a sudden Kucherov's in the mix and you haven't seen him yeah. all season long. So you played this Tampa Bay team eight times. And you've seen their lineup and the way their lines are set up. But Stamkos has been out for the last month, month and a half. Kutras has been out the whole season. All of a sudden, game one of the playoffs, Joel Quenville is going to see the lineup sheet for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And it's going to look a lot different. Yeah, everybody's slotted differently. Than it did during the regular season. So they're going to have to make some adjustments. And that's so you have the last two games to to go out and make adjustments, get ready for it. And that's where Mole said too the impressive part with Joel Quenville in this team is that he's got confidence in all four lines. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter which line is out there. He feels that his fourth line can play against the other team's top line. And that's going to have to be the case against Tampa Bay because their four lines deep and your matchups are not always going to be what you're like and you can't get the players out there. So they're out, if you're out there, sometimes the Panthers' fourth line might be out there against Kucherov and Samkos and a Braden Point, it could, that, type, that type of line. So you're going to have to have all four lines committed and rolling. And it is a series where you really can't shorten your bench much. Right. Because Tampa Bay is going to roll those four lines, and they're going to come after you and kind of stay fresh. And if you want to dictate the pace of play, you're going to also have to roll your four lines. And to me, the series boils down to who can get to their game plan first, who can dictate the pace of play. The goaltending is going to have to stand out on both sides. Somewhere in terror, uh, Vasilevsky going in the playoffs. Panthers have split their goaltending duties. I've always felt that as a strength. Oh, yeah. Having even Spencer Knight coming in. But to split the goaltendings in a heavy series like this has, has been really helpful. Vasilevsky's got, a, got some rest here and there. But he's played a ton, and he had to go to the Stanley Cup Finals last year. So the goaltending, even though Vasilevsky's one of the best in the business, how much fatigue is there on that side? It'll be interesting watching that series in Vasilevsky, how great he is, if there is any fatigue in that first round. And we know what Columbus did to Tampa Bay a couple of years mm-hmm. ago in that first round. What Sergei Bobrovsky did and to Tampa Bay. And what Sergei Bobrovsky did to Tampa Bay. So there's a bit of a history there, and that's why it's going to be such a great series. Is you try and watch when you watch the games and watch the lineups and how the matchups unfold during the course of the series and how they change from a game to game basis. Uh, special teams, all that comes into play. That's why playoff hockey is just like, as you said, baseball. All of a sudden, what pitcher do you want to go against this batter? Uh, what scenario? It just be, When you're playing in, during the regular season, it doesn't matter that much. But when it gets into the playoffs, everything gets dialed in to just this premium. I want, you, I want this defenseman against this forward as much as possible. So jumping on the boards, line changes, and all of a sudden those guys that are going head-to-head a lot, they're battling. I went, I went against Yager. And a seven-game series just lined up, and all of a sudden, it was like that a Boston series. I was out there with their third line, and I forget who their third line winger was. We ended up fighting a couple of times, but just going back, and that's just the way that it's going to be. Because if you're playing against the other line, and and you got matched, and if you're matched up against someone, all the matchups, but you, there will be matchups, and they're, you're trying to win those head-to-head battles. There's going to be shoving after the whistle. You're going to try and get in the other. Other teams head space a little bit and try and figure it out. And that's what makes the playoffs so special, in my opinion. So we're going to get it, and we're going to get a little preview in these final two games. And then once that uh, puck drops for those playoffs, and it's on for real, you're going against Goliath, the defending yep. Stanley Cup champions, and the first time probably. As Ric Flair used, used to, to say, say, to be the man, you got to beat, beat the, the man. man. There you go. So you got to start off right off the hop. For me, Doug, it just, this is, 
as a fan, I'm a fan of the game now being retired and huge Florida Panther fan, and I'm, I don't have control anymore because I don't play. So I'm like every other fan. I live and die out there with, with every shift. But to watch it in the playoffs and calling it up here and want, calling games against Tampa Bay in the first playoff series, I, I, honestly, I honestly tell you, I've never been more excited yeah. as a broadcaster going in to, to announce that first playoff game against Tampa Bay and lining up. I am going to be – I probably won't be – I sit down for a lot of games. I might not be sitting down for that one when I'm calling it and <laughs> might be waving my arms up here and gesturing, but uh, – uh, I'm gonna be hyper involved up here. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to feel. I'm not even playing. I'm starting to feel the jitters, those playoff jitters that everyone gets. Well, I can't wait for it. And of course, we've got two regular season games against the Lightning coming up Saturday and Monday, both at seven. FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com to get your tickets. Then we'll have a playoff schedule after that. We don't have that schedule yet. Of course, keep checking FloridaPanthers.com for all the information. And remember, folks, with the playoffs approaching, your best access to be. Getting your Stanley Cup playoff tickets is becoming a territory member. Go to FloridaPanthers.com slash memberships for more information. Tomorrow, limited single-game tickets will be available. It's starting tomorrow. Be the first in line to secure your seats. Subscribe 93Society at FloridaPanthers.com slash 93Society for more information. That's about all the time we've got here. Big thanks to all of our guests, and we, I mean all of them, we had... Some great guests here this evening. You just heard from Brian Compton at NHL.com, Randy Moeller. Before him, we had Tim Reynolds from the Associated Press, Panthers defenseman, Marcus Nudavar, Jameson all of FloridaPanthers.com. Big thanks to all of them for stopping by. Billy Lindsay here with me tonight. Big thanks for joining us this evening. And, of course, big thanks to all of you for tuning in. And, of course, we can't wait to have you on board with us every step of the way throughout the upcoming Stanley Cup playoffs. One more from Mr. Lindsay. Yeah, Panther fans, if you're in the building, make some noise. You're going to make an impact because if you're here and you have playoff tickets, be loud. The, the players are going to notice it. And if you can't be here, scream at your television. If you're listening to us, just yell us on the radio, but don't drive off the road. <laughs> just be careful. But all the fans out you, please come to this building and scream as loud as you can. The players will feel it because I've been there. I know it's a limited crowd, but the f- players will feel the energy. No question about that. I know we'll feel it too, and we can't wait to have all of you out here. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks to all of our guests. This has been the Florida Panthers Playoff Preview Special right here on AM560 FM 96.5 HD2 with the Joe and streaming on the Odyssey app.